Praise the Lord and welcome to the broadcast today. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson and this is our Romans Bible study that we are in every Monday morning and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time live right here in my office. I broadcast on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page and the Curtis Hutchinson 316 YouTube channel at live and those uh, sessions are uploaded there and kept there also at thecrosswaychurch.com and uh, you can find everything we do here at Crossway Church, whether it's in the worship services or it's in the teachings on Monday and Thursday or the teaching presently going on on 2 Timothy on Friday mornings at 9 a.m. in the studio next door that anyone is welcome to come be a part of. That's every Friday morning at 9 a.m. Praise the Lord. I have truly been blessed uh, to be learning what I am learning through this Romans Bible study. I, we could start all over and go again and learn even so much more because there's no end <clears throat> to, the, to the light that shines from God's Word as it reflects off of the face of Jesus Christ and uh, what He did for us at Calvary. And I'm thankful to know that today. I have, I have just been greatly blessed, especially in the last couple of chapters, Romans 13 and 14, and, and uh, we just uh, keep trusting the Lord to give us daily bread, and He is doing that, and we're just growing in a phenomenal way as He gives us opportunities to see His Word applied to our very hearts, for that's when we know we're learning, not when we just sit in here. When we go to church or we uh, participate in a Bible study such as this, we, we, we hear and then we go and see if we have learned. Learning uh, without the aspect of applying is really uh, not really learning. Many in the last days, Paul told Timothy, would ever be learning but not able to come to the truth. Coming to the truth is the manifestation, walking in the truth that gives us liberty to serve Christ. And this only happens through faith in the cross alone is the manifestation that we are learning, that we are denying ourselves, taking up our cross daily and following our master. Praise God. This is Romans chapter 15. This is part two today here on the 28th day of September in 2020. We're about to get out of September. Don't forget about determined count meeting coming up next month, the 22nd through the 25th of October in Dublin, Georgia at Crossway Fellowships. Pastor Scotty Williams, great church there, and look forward to seeing you all there. Praise the Lord. And oh, just how excited it, it, it is to share God's Word. Romans chapter 15, let's just start in verse 1 again today. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Here we learn, or I hope we are learning, that the attitude of the believer is not to please self. The way of the cross is about trusting Christ in his work at Calvary. That's where our faith remains. And if it is there, then we are learning to edify others. Let's read verse 2 to bring it into a more specific focus this morning. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. And edification, no matter where you find it, means to build up, the building up. So 
Let every one of us please his neighbor, not ourselves, for his good so that he might be built up. Think about that. That's really the way of the cross is these lives that we've been given to live is for the sake of others. We're blessed. We're saved. Spirit-filled on our way to heaven, but we're here to, to be a part of God's building process. He's building us, and if we are, are allowing him to conform us into his image, and by the way, that does not just happen. Uh, there is a prescribed order through which God does that. Simply put this morning, it's faith in the cross, and there the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is liberating us daily, conforming us daily into the image of Christ. And, and, and there we're finding the victory afforded us at Calvary. There we're seeing the fruits of righteousness. Outside of that narrow process, all that does not take place at, at all, ever, ever, outside of faith in the sacrifice of Christ. It's why the church is in such trouble in these last days. For every book that comes out, we think, this is it. Oh, this will usher in the move of God. No, the cross of Christ ushered in the move of God. And all these other things that we've, uh, uh, these other winds of doctrine that have blown through town and we've jumped on the bandwagon, it's only hurt us and it's only hurt others through us. I speak from experience, but praise be to God, we're back in the same boat Paul was in where we're determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and him crucified. Hallelujah to the Lamb. So when our faith it, it, it remains in Christ and his righteous work at Calvary, then we're going to be able to not outside of that. Then we're going to be able to bear the infirmities of the weak and not be found pleasing ourselves. For the very spirit of the cross, if I could say that, use that phrase, the very spirit of Christ and what he did for us at Calvary is the manifestation of the building of his church as we are not self-pleasing, but others-pleasing. Not self-centered, but others-centered. Come on now, somebody. Pride is self-centered. Humility, true humility, will always be found in a, a focus in others-centered. That's why Paul talked about in chapter 14, uh, he described those who were weak in the faith. Let's, let's look at verse 1 again here to, to, because he didn't change the subject here. He, he, you know, and let me say this. When, when the Bible was written, it wasn't written in chapters and numbers. It was written in letters and, and just scrolls. And, and, and it, it, the chapters and the verses had been added to help us uh, to be able to find things easier, quicker, to know where they're located and to go back and find them. So Paul didn't change the chapter. He didn't change the subject. This is a letter written to the church in Rome. So watch this in verse 1. We then that are strong. Wow. That's awful arrogant of Paul to talk. We who are strong, that means he's talking about other people being weak. That's not very uh, nice, is it, to th call other people weak? This is the word of God, my friend. This is not some man just trying to speak words of positive encouragement. This is not some man just trying to point out weak or strong. This is the word of Almighty God. Never leave that thought. 
I don't care where it's at in the Bible. It is the Word of God, either inspired of God or God inspired men to write down what others spoke that may not have been inspired of God, but nevertheless, whatever is written in the Word of God was written at the instruction of God for our benefit today. Hallelujah. I don't care what it is. If it was the words that Satan spoke, God didn't inspire him to speak what he spoke because he's a liar and the father of lies and God's not going to lie through the devil, but God did inspire men to write down what the liar said. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. See, you got you to gotta know these things. So Paul says, we then that are strong, what, what, who's he talking about? We're, okay, well, who are the strong? I, I'd like to know because I want to be in that boat. I want to be I want to be among those that are strong in the faith. Well, all you have to do is look back to the last chapter, and Paul used one example. There are without end examples that could have been used, but because of what went on in that day and what you ate was so important because the Jews for years through which the Messiah came, the Jewish people for years had to eat this, couldn't eat that, and all these ceremonies and rituals and rites and, and a, a feast and all these things had to be done specifically as God had said concerning meats and breads and sacrifices. And so in this day, what you ate or didn't eat was very important until Christ came. Because all the Old Covenant ceremonies and uh, meats and no meats and all the things of the Jews in past history were all culminated in the person and the work of Christ at Calvary. So we're no longer under all those legalities and certain days and certain weeks and certain foods. We are just simply believers in Christ. Hallelujah. But in this day, food was a big deal. What you ate, when you ate, all kind of things. But Paul uses one example <coughs> in Romans chapter 14 and describes who the weak in the faith were. Again, just using one example. Many could have been used. But the person who is weak in the faith, Paul describes in chapter 14, is the person who's only eating vegetables. Now, he's not weak in the faith because he's only eating vegetables. And I have to say this because you'd be amazed at the questions that we get. And I never mind the questions. I always love them because it helps me to explain to people a little bit more of the truth of Christ and the focus of Christ. But this man in chapter 14 is described as weak in the faith because he's only eating vegetables and he thinks it's getting him somewhere with God. He, it, he thinks it's uh, allowing him to bear the fruits of righteousness. He thinks that it's gaining him spiritual ground because he's only eating vegetables. And it doesn't exist that God doesn't honor what we eat or don't eat for for the fruits of righteousness. Christ Jesus, our Lord, did the work of righteousness at the cross, and any righteous fruits will always flow out of a today's faith, now faith is, 
in that work, not a faith that was 20 years ago, but a faith again today that is still trusting in Christ and his righteous work at Calvary. Therefore, we can be strong in the faith. You get this, strong in the faith is the man who knows he can eat anything because as the Bible says in this 14th chapter, this last chapter we covered, and, and you can't leave all this behind and just move on. You have to take it with you. That's why, that's why uh, you know, when the word is being taught, you never just, okay, we're done with that. Let's move on. No, let's pack this up. Let's take it with us because we're going to need every bit of this as we move on into the word of God. Hallelujah. So they that are strong in the faith, are those who realize they've come to the conclusion that it's all about it's all about Jesus and his sacrificial work at Calvary. That I don't have to eat this and not eat that and wear this and not wear that and on this day and that day and this moon and that holiday and Colossians chapter two says, Don't be deceived, beguiled by these people who try to do that to you. Think about that now. Now, this is not Paul trying to uh, condemn and stir up doubtful disputations among the weak in the faith. This is Paul writing these letters to these churches trying to encourage them to continue to look more to Christ and his work at Calvary so that you won't be caught up thinking certain things are still unclean and all that. Because Paul, in the last chapter, there's two verses. Let's go back and look at them because we're... We're seeing something here in, 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 in chapter 15 about us who are strong in the faith or to bear the weaknesses of the weak, it's what infirmities mean, and not to please ourselves, not to just lord our liberty over them and bless God, just give them the third degree and, 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 and just lord our liberties over them. That's not what we're to do. We are to build them up. Watch this in, in chapter 14, verses Let's start with verse 14. This is the word of God flowing through the apostle Paul by the Holy Spirit to you and me. I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him that esteems anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. That don't make it right. Now hear that. Only to him it's unclean. It's not unclean to the Lord. So if I'm sitting in the church there and I receive, my pastor receives a letter from Paul, and here it is, we get it, we got access to it, hallelujah. And my pastor's reading this letter, and I'm only eating vegetables, and I hear, man, I'm, I'm the one who must be weak in the faith, that I'm, I'm not trusting in Christ like I really could be. I'm, I'm still trusting in what I'm eating and not eating, and the Lord Jesus Christ says there's nothing unclean of itself. And in verse 20, he says, For meat, don't destroy the work of God. All things indeed are pure. Wow. Right? Wow. Man, I, glory to God. I, man, I can have me some chicken leg this evening. And God's not going to be unpleased. And it has nothing to do with my kingdom entrance or my kingdom advancement. It has nothing to do with that. Hallelujah. But Paul uses this description here of those who are weak in the faith, thinking that these holidays, these rituals, this 
only vegetables or this only meat or this only or this whatever outside of simple faith in Jesus Christ and him alone. And again, we're not talking about initial salvation here, my friends. We're talking about advancement in the kingdom, growing, becoming stronger, more mature in the faith for the spirit-filled, born-again child of God. Hallelujah. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about a way into the kingdom. We're talking about our entrance, continual entrance into the kingdom. Praise be to God. So we need to know that. So in verse 1 of chapter 15, Paul says, We then that are strong. He's talking about strong in the faith. We that who we who know, along with Paul, we who've been persuaded by Christ that all things are clean. Nothing's unclean. We're talking about food here. We know anything sinful is unclean. Faith in anything other than the cross is unclean. Think about that. But he's talking about here, we then, that are strong, he's talking about in the faith, we're trusting more in Christ, learning to trust more in him, not days, not weeks, not not, not I did a big piece of stupid on Friday and I have to go do a good big piece of good on Monday to make up for it. No, Jesus covered all my big pieces of stupid. I can't cover them. If I try to cover my sin, I can't prosper. Proverbs 28, 13. Write it down. Look at it later. You'll shout for joy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities, the weaknesses of the weak, and not to please ourselves. Two things here. Us doing this by the Spirit through faith in the cross, the only way we can bear the weaknesses of the weak, we shouldn't even be doing that to please ourselves. But that's not really what it's talking about. He's talking about one or the other. Here, we ought, we ought to, that are strong, we ought to bear the weaknesses of the weak and not to just please ourselves. I ain't bearing their weaknesses. But I believe we could look at this two ways too, that we shouldn't be found doing this, trying to bear the weaknesses of the weak just so we can be pleased ourselves. We should always be about pleasing the Father which cannot take place outside of faith. It is impossible. The faith that we live by, please the Father by, Galatians 2.20, is the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave himself for us. That, out of that faith, has the measure of faith. Romans 12.3, been measured to all of God's children so that we can function in this place if we keep our faith in the only avenue through which faith comes, the righteous work of Christ at Calvary. Never forget that. Yes, the Bible says in Romans 10 and 17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But Proverbs 8 and 8 tells us all the words of God's mouth are in righteousness. And the New Testament tells us that only in the gospel is the righteousness of God revealed. Now, some of you listening to me, you know that's true, you know it's scriptural, you know it's right, but you're yet to begin to share that. Listen, that's not my words, that's the word of the Lord. That is rightly dividing the scriptures. 
And just because some other preachers that you have elevated above yourself are not preaching that, though they've heard it, doesn't mean you shouldn't. Let me say something about elevating men. When we elevate me, other men, and I'm not talking about giving honor due to men, I'm talking about when we elevate men, we raise men up, then we also, in that process, are raising ourselves up. Because at any point, if we're raising certain men up, that means in other times, we're raising, raising ourselves up among other men. And that's not Christianity at all. So let me tell you about these scriptures you've been hearing that's enlightened you and God has blessed you with. You need to begin to share them. Don't ever use my name. You don't have to use, just share the word of God. It is what's going to set the captive free. There are many students of the Bible who've not stepped in to the glorious light of God's word. By that I mean the message of the cross. That without faith in the cross, the Word of God cannot light up to anybody. I don't care what anybody says. You can use words of men's wisdom all you want, but without seeing the Scriptures through the only avenue which righteousness comes, there will be no light shining. The Bible says, I believe it's Psalms 37, 6. Let's look there this morning. Uh, you wanted to kind of chase a rabbit. We'll do it down this trail. In Psalms 37, 6, And he shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. This righteousness that we've been made in Christ Jesus is why Jesus said we are the light. The light of God was turned on at Calvary. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And yet, it's the cross that turns that light on. You are the light now of the world. Jesus told us we are the light. That is, if we are walking by faith that comes from hearing God's Word in its righteous, it's lit up. Context. I hope you will write that down, re-listen to this with these scriptures, because when you begin to walk in this, and let me tell you something, preacher, when you begin to preach this, the Holy Spirit, when you begin to teach this, the Holy Spirit's going to, He is going to, oh my goodness, He is going to turn what you thought was a light into a spotlight. He is going to, He is going to, Turn that light up. I can't think of the proper words this morning because there really are no words for how great and bright the light gets. The only reason we're the, we're the light of the world is because we have the light of the righteous one who did the righteous work living in us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So Paul here says, We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities, the weaknesses of the weak, and not to please ourselves. Let every one of us, come on now, let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. <clears throat> and that means for the building up, for his building up. There is no building within the church unless Christ is doing it. Anything we're building and just calling Christ our co-laborer 
and we've got that turned around backward, will be totally and utterly destroyed. But anything he's building, and we are his co-laborers, it will be eternal. Hallelujah. There is no building without Christ. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The reason the gates of hell has prevailed against much of the church over the entirety of the church's existence is because we have tried to build and then just tag him alongside. We've put bumper stickers on our car years ago that said, God is my co-pilot. And let me tell you something, we crashed. Unless he's the pilot and we're the co-pilot, unless he's the builder <laughs> and we're the co-builder, it's not going to make it. That's why some 23 years ago when the message of the cross, the power of the gospel began to be ushered back in and the light of God's word began to shine once again into the hearts of men and women, boy and girls in the church. We began to walk with God like never before and experience the power of God like never before. No longer had to pretend and, 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 and do all these fleshly things and stamp God on it. Now God moves, God saves, God delivers, God heals because we've come back to this place where we can be strong in the faith, which simply means one thing. It's not about what we eat, don't eat, drink, don't drink. It's not about what day we do this on or don't do that on, holidays, moons, weeks, celebrate. It's not about wearing a prayer shawl. It's not about blowing a shofar. It's, not, it's all, 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 all about Jesus Christ, the Son of God and what he did as the Lamb of God. When we say it's all about the person and the work of Jesus Christ and that your faith must never leave that place, we're talking about Jesus as the Son of God and Jesus as the Lamb of God and what he did at Calvary. Hallelujah. So the Bible says in verse 3, For even Christ pleased not himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproached you fell on me. That's quoted from Psalm 69.9. that says, For the zeal of thine house has eaten me up. And the reproaches of them that reproached you are fallen on me. That was prophetic of Jesus Christ. And the reproaches that men threw at God, just hated God, couldn't stand the narrowness of, of God's way, wanted, wanted a king like the world had over their nations, uh, wanted to uh, uh, let their daughters and sons marry the, the, the evil heathen sons and daughters. They wanted to do everything God told them not to do because the way of the sacrifice just wasn't enough for them. Is it enough for you today? It's not 90% or higher in the church. It's not enough. The church doesn't want to hear of the message of the cross. The church thinks, like I thought when I first heard it, I'm beyond that. I don't need that. What I need now is Pentecost. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, for the baptism with the Holy Spirit and the initial physical evidence that comes in the speaking of other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. But the church 
And the devil and the flesh has messed that up big time. And the only time, just about the only time you see the power of Pentecost is what's going on inside the walls of a church instead of outside the walls. The baptism with the Holy Spirit is to be a witness, and that word means martyr unto God. It means now we have a power endued with power from on high to deny ourselves, to take up our cross daily, and to follow Jesus every single day. Hallelujah. So Christ didn't come to please himself. Christ came to please his Father and to save a lost world. Everything Jesus did was to please his Father, to be obedient to his Father, and for you and me. Every single thing Jesus did was for somebody else. That's the spirit that should reside in the church. Even going to church, listen to this, even going to church is really, yes, we go to get blessed, but it's so that we can be a part of the building up of someone else. Hallelujah. Those that are weak in the faith, those that are making all kind of excuses as to why they don't do this and they don't, they're weak in the faith. Anybody making excuses as to why they're not walking in obedience to God's word are weak in the faith. And us who are strong, well, we bear their weaknesses. We pray for them. We encourage them. We don't carry a sledgehammer to them and beat them down. We love them. We pray for them. We just keep preaching the gospel. We keep sharing God's word. And I know this 15th chapter is going to be wonderful. I hope you join us every Monday and Thursday right here. It's been good to me today at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. Uh, for this Romans Bible study. And Friday mornings, you can join us at 9 a.m. for the Second Timothy Bible study. You can join us if you're anywhere in this region at 6.40 p.m. Wednesday nights, 10 a.m. Sunday mornings, and we look forward to seeing you. Until then, God bless you. Don't forget to sow into the ministry, by the way. You can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. We'll see you next time. And until then, God bless you. We love you. Stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.